Hello and welcome to the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. The Local Leaders Podcast provides a platform for successful business owners to share their stories, their experiences, their advice, and their ideas in order to help our listeners achieve more success in their business and in their lives. Get ready. Another great show is coming up. Hey, good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson, and I am super excited today to be here with Eddie Schmidt of Table 26, and welcome to the show, Eddie. Thank you very much, Jeff. Very excited to be with you. We are we are thrilled to have you. We had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I just want to mention Eddie's one of the owners of Table 26, along with his partner, Ozzy Medeiros. Medeiros. Yeah, Medeiros. Medeiros, there you go. It's uh, I, I struggle with those names sometimes, but thank you for correcting me. <laughs> um, and these guys, if you're in or around West Palm Beach, Florida, you probably uh, have been there. At least I hope you have. And if you hadn't, get yourself down there and uh, and have a meal with his team. Uh, and and uh, at Table Twenty Six, it's an excellent restaurant. I can't wait to get there and and try it myself. But uh, again, thanks for being here uh, today, Eddie. And uh, I'm just going to hand it off to you and and ask you to tell us a little bit about Table 26 and kind of what it's all about. Sure, absolutely. Well, well, first of all, uh, this coming up May, uh, we will celebrate, May 28th, we'll celebrate 10 years of a dream come true. Um, 10, 11 years ago, uh, we had wanted to open a restaurant within our community. We've been residents of West Palm Beach, Palm Beach County in Florida, uh, for the last 24 years, uh, working in the restaurant business. I was a maitre d' of a very popular, well-known restaurant on the island of Palm Beach. And uh, Ozzy was bartending at a very famous restaurant called Taboo, um, which was well-known for over 60 years. And we had, give you a little history, we had bought into a restaurant in Nantucket, and there was a huge correlation between Nantucket and Palm Beach of snowbirds going back and forth. And uh, we had bought into a restaurant, which we took to a certain level. We had the opportunity to sell, which we did, and decided to open up right in our own backyard in West Palm Beach at 1700 South Dixie Highway. And we're located right in between a a, um, a year round community um, of historical neighborhoods. And one of them being the Nort Museum and the Kravis Center and Palm Beach Atlantic University, if you've heard of those places. And so um, we wanted to buy a building and build where we felt an opportunity of our dream in serving great service and hospitality, but a restaurant where it would offer sophistication, but in a casual environment, somebody that could dine for us on a special occasion or three, four nights a week where they're coming in for meatloaf or fried chicken or a burger, Uh, maybe a business meeting, then having the filet or the scallops. And so we had purchased this building at 1700, uh, 12 years ago, and it was a small little spot uh, directly across the street from a park. Uh, When Dixie Highway in those days weren't it, the market was just starting to come back after 2008. Um, And so the city of West Palm Beach did not really have any permits Um, going on. Construction really wasn't happening. They were just selling homes as it was. And we had bought this building. And our dream started to come true with Table 26, which is the latitude of Palm Beach. When putting together a memorandum and having to get investors, 
Um, you know, we spoke with our attorney, we put something together, and we outsourced to people in the community who had always said to us, if you guys open another restaurant, we would like to partner with you. And so within 14 days, we were able to raise the 1.5 million that was needed to undergo our project. Wow. And that was a huge success. The fear and anxiety in which we had done within those 15, you know, 14 days, uh, 15 days, it was, uh, you know, fear. Every phone call or getting the memorandum signed, getting the checks in, and it happened. And Ozzy and I had gone out to dinner with an investor to sort of celebrate our accomplishment. And that's when it hit me as, as uh, Mr. Rossetti started to toast. He said, congratulations and proud of you. I froze. Because now the work is about to begin. Oh yeah, you and, thought you, you thought you were working before. Oh, because... I, I thought we raised the money; it's done. Well, now we... you got now you got bosses. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, um, which have all been so supportive to our dream and knowing this missed opportunity that was needed in West Palm, because some of the finer dining was in Palm Beach, not so much West Palm. And so, when we went to uh, design with the architect, I had done the interiors. We partnered up, and so we closed on the building on August of 2011. Broke ground December of 2012, and within five months, we had gutted what was formerly an enterprise car rental and transformed it into a fine dining establishment in West Palm Beach. And December 12th to May 28th, it took us to gut and open up a restaurant. We were there every day feeding the, the, the electricians and the contractors and the demo guys and the sheetrockers and motivating them and keeping them part of our family. And uh, that was a big success. And, and also not just the construction, working on what was new to me in the social media world and the marketing world and budgets and menus and hiring and staffing. And you know, from a toothpick to a plate to a light bulb, to a rug color. You know, when you open up a restaurant, it's about the details. It's about the details that are going to make something successful. And, you know, we look at Table 26 as um, a Broadway show. And what we were doing in those earlier stages was doing our set designs. We were, ca we were casting a cast. Um, we were um, creating our scripts, doing our choreography, creating the, the set uh, and, cre and everything that needed to go with it, a script and training the team. And you know, when you're doing a mass hiring, when you need somebody now, once you're open, it's easy to get somebody hired. But when you need uh, 50 or 60 people and you don't know about their work experiences, it's quite interesting. So you know you're going to lose some along the way. And so on May 28th um, of 2012, our dream came true at six o'clock in the evening. And uh, our life has changed ever since uh, because it becomes a part of who you are. I am Table 26. And as a, an entrepreneur, as a restaurateur, you have to give it your all. And, you know, many people have said to me, oh, the restaurant business is so hard. And I go, what business is not? When you want to be successful, when you want to be the best, everything's good. You have to give it your all. So if you have a law firm, if you're a chiropractor, if you're a marketing, if you want to be a nail salon, a hair salon, there's competition across the board. You have to give it your all. And you always have to make sure that you never feel comfortable or complacent because that's when we start to set back. And that gives an opportunity for somebody else to step in and open another establishment because they're seeing where you have stopped your growth. 
and we continue to grow. So at Table 26 and teaching our staff, we teach them a script, no different than a Broadway show. We teach them the choreography. We make sure that our set is lit perfectly. The music is right. The environment is clean. And our curtain goes up at four o'clock when we open our doors for happy hour and dinner service. And we let, and I tell my team, whatever is going on in our life, we have to let it go at four o'clock because our guests, they don't care. It's our job to entertain. And Trey, who's my director of operations, he has passed on what I've said. We're similar to the New York City Rockettes. In our training, we always have to kick the same way. We have to dance the same way. We have to fall the same way during the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City. So mm-hmm. guests want to see that. And I know when I dine, you're sitting at a table and you're looking out into this audience. You're looking out into the staff working. And it's magical when you see everybody performing and kicking the same way. And that's what leads to our success into 10 years. You know, when we left, uh, when we hit the three-year mark, everybody goes, you've made it three years. When we hit the four-year mark, you've made it four. And in five, you made it five. And each year I go another one, another one. And now that we're approaching 10, it's not like, all right, you know, we've approached 10 years, we're done. Um, Eight years into it, we had that thing on March 20th called (laughs) COVID-19, you know, and it just now everything that we did those eight years prior to froze. Now I had 24 hours to reinvent what we were going to do, rebrand ourselves and transform our budgets, our to-go food, menu designs, online ordering, social media, unfortunately laying off 64 staff members and keeping a core of 12. But our philosophy, Jeff, was what are we going to do to make sure we save this business so that every one of those people we laid off had a home to come back to? And that was what the core was. It wasn't a goodbye forever. It was a short period of time as we undergo um, a world pandemic. And, and we, we knew that um, we needed to support our community. We supported other restaurants in our community and making flyers of their names and phone numbers so that people could do to go food with them. Because without a community, a single business can't survive. And the karma um, that it takes to pass that on, it's, it's good. We, we have to support each other. And uh, it was imperative. And so now as we approach 10 years and learning all that we did with COVID, all that we did within uh, our nine years or eight years prior to, um, it's been unbelievable. And it's funny. I look back, Jeff, at our first menu and I look at now and sometimes I go, what were we thinking? And that's okay. Um, I had a very, a very dear mentor of mine, Charlie Sarkis. He owned the Back Bay Group, which was restaurants throughout the country, about 42 of them, one of them being Abe and Louie's Restaurants, a restaurant in Boston. Mm-hmm. And he was such a mentor because he grew from the bottom to the top within the community in Boston and the suburbs and took it nationally. And what he had stated to me, um, well, first, he was a mentor and trying to teach me and, and constantly picking at his brain. He had undergone a, a brain tumor and was not well for a long time. And one of his passing wishes was to visit Table 26. And about four months after we opened, I was standing at the restaurant and I'm at the front door and coming through my back door was Charlie Sarkis and his wife. Uh-huh. with a big scar across his head from his surgery, bald, 
his canes and he just stood there and he looked at me and he started crying and he said, I'm proud of you. Your dream has come true. And Ozzy and I went, we hugged him and sat him down. We sat with him. And I said, so now what you got, you got, you got to leave me with something. And he said, follow your dream every step of the way. Listen to your guest, but chain, never change what you stay focused to. Stay focused to your vision, stay focused to your philosophy, stay focused to your mission and do what you know is right. Because if you listen to this one and listen to this one and listen to this one, you're not molding your brand. And so as a director of our show, as an, uh, a producer of our show, as a writer of our show, I now have to build a team that comes in and understands what this show is about. So as a director of a show, I'm not a choreographer. I'm not a singer. I'm not a, a, a script designer or writer. Mm-hmm. But I need to teach my choreographer about the brand of the show. I have to teach the one that's teaching the scripts to the team. I have to teach the set designers and the light designers and all of these people to understand our brand and philosophy. And that's my full-time job. And if I get everybody to understand it, then the magic comes together. And as an entrepreneur, as a restaurateur, whatever business it might be, when someone doesn't understand that brand or philosophy, that's when we have to part ways because you got to find somebody that's going to continue that, continue that growth. It creates a happy environment for our guests, which is the bottom line. It creates a very happy workplace because we're all working together. And when you have that positive energy and working together, you come to find out if somebody doesn't have that. I always say they, they pop like a pimple and they got to go on their own because the team doesn't <laughs> want that. And so um, it's, it's been a, a truly magical experience. Um, believe me, there's been pain, dedication and commitment. There's been tears. Uh, the night that COVID hit and we, were sh- we got shut down by the state, I looked at our dream and I said to Ozzy, we're going to lose everything. You know, uh, who has this much capital get us going? Because I remember that day um, when the president spoke and said, you know, this could, this could keep going till July. I was like, July. And mm-hmm. I know every business person out there was probably going, what does this mean for us? And when you adapt to the situation and you, um, you stay motivated and you stay clear-headed, it all evolves. But you got to pull those team members and always hire those better than you with fresh, new, young ideas, because then it helps me um, know with what they look forward to is my years of 24 years of experience in the business. And when I bring new people in, we create that balance and they look forward to that. And uh, it's been a, a, an amazing almost 10 years but I should have listened to my mother and uh, been a doctor, but I'll do that in my next life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you still got plenty of energy for it. You could probably uh, start that up at any point. Yeah, that's a, that's a good cappuccino in the morning because, uh, you know, um, uh, you know we, we're very lucky. I've been blessed in my life to have had uh, great mentors. One of our investors is Jack Welch from GE, who has passed mm-hmm. away a year ago. And to sit with Jack Welch and hear about productivity and passion and commitment and the, and, and the, the production of your team, it was magical. And hearing these mentors that have come through my life those are all it. And you take a, every person you meet, every guest, you learn a little one from this and a little one from this and a little one from this, and you mold who you are 
as well as a person, but you also get to mold who you are as a business owner. Uh, because as a business owner, you are looked up to by your staff, you are looked up to by your community, and most especially, you are looked up to by your guests or your clients. Yeah, very, very good point. And you, um, yeah, I didn't, you didn't tell me about Jack Welch before, but um, what a, um, what a great mind and, and somebody to, to be involved with uh, and have involved in your business that that had to make you feel good just to. It did. And uh, he was our first investor and that signed up and, and Jack would come into the restaurant and always say, guys, you did it. He, he drove past the restaurant on the location and he said to his wife, Susie, um, the boys are going to lose their, they're going to lose everything. Look at this location. Ozzy really had a great vision as to what Dixie Highway uh, in West Palm Beach, how that growth was going to happen. And it truly has. Um, other restaurants shortly there followed. Um, the Norton Museum underwent a $130 million renovation. Um, homes and real estate started going up. And through the fear of COVID, not knowing what was going to happen, the real estate in Palm Beach County is skyrocketing because so many people have left the metropolitan area of New York to move to more of an accessible, um, safer community, if you wish, more spread out. Uh, we have Palm Beach International Airport. But the vision that Ozzy had, the vision that I had, and the vision that we gave to our investors and in giving that support, we were able to accomplish something that we did. And the same way that we had to sell our philosophy and brand to our investors, we need to do that every day to our team. And it doesn't stop there. The team sells with service and hospitality and understanding their knowledge of our menu and everything that we do. Now they sell that pitch, if you may, to our guests so that they can continue to come back. So if you're someone out there is thinking about owning a hair salon, you have to do the same thing. What's your brand? What's your style? What's, you know, and I always say the guest experience in a restaurant for us, the first thing is environment. The second thing is service. And the third is food. Not that the food is any less of a priority, but that is the way the guest has an experience. The first is they walk into the restaurant. How's the lighting? How's the mood? Is it clean? Is it inviting? Does it make you want to feel like you want to be part of this show? Secondly, they're going to be having the, the service factor of hospitality and service, being greeted by a server, being greeted by the valet, being greeted by a host or a bartender. And then thirdly is the food. And it's all about a face. And so we just don't take orders. We build relationships. And part of that is our chef is consistently in between selling food, working the floor, because the most magical part is to see that chef coat and see the, the, the chef coming out. And you can hear people's spines popping up because the chef is at their table because it's kind of a way of showing off. And they yeah. see other people going, why is the chef talking to them? And then she goes over and Chef Marja has that ability. And one thing that we always have to remember as business owners, because if we encourage our team members to have this leadership role and have this ownership, then it, the pieces come together. And with the ownership from my dishwasher to my valet, to my bartender, to my managers, they each have a piece of ownership in the sense of their job responsibilities. And it reflects to the guests. And, uh, and it's, it's, been, um, it's been ongoing. You have to live, you have to breathe it. You have to create balance in your life. And it's something that I've had to learn um, through the course of the last year and a half with COVID. I've given 
200% of who I am to my business. And now as things start to level, I know with all that I learned, I now need to create balance. You need a healthy life to spend time with yourself to clear things out, uh, whether it's hitting a gym, reading a book, a walk on the beach, a movie, um, a me meditation, or just going to a restaurant, let somebody else take care of you. And those healthy qualities will allow you to go back to your place of work and create a healthier environment to you and your team. And, and so the question is, are you, are you moving, are, are you get, grabbing that, that balance right now? Are you I am. Okay. Uh, I'm actually right now in, in New York State in Long Island, um, taking some time. I work every day via Zoom with my team. It is some of our quieter months, but business has been great. Um, but now having that balance with work in the morning, um, going to the gym, playing golf, spending time with Ozzy and our family, and, uh, and just sort of regrouping so that I can go back and gear up for another season. But balance is very much important. But continue your dreams. And there is nothing in the world that can be achieved when you're a business person or a small, um, a small business owner. You have to give it your all and you stay focused to that. But a healthy uh, personal attitude gives you the strength to move on to, uh, to, to achieve those goals. Are you are you guys looking to just kind of hit me as you were just speaking? Or are you thinking about you and Ozzy um, expanding potentially? We, we are. We are, Jeff. Um, you know, uh, sometimes you have to take something that's uh, negative and turn it to something positive. You know, we felt that COVID was a little bit of like a forest fire, right? And unfortunately, some businesses were lost, but it's an opportunity where people can jump ahead and fulfill their future growth of their dreams. So for someone new that's starting out there that wants to open up their first restaurant or their first business, uh, landlords are willing to work a little bit more now because of vacant locations. And we do look for it. You know, Table 26 is the latitude of Palm Beach. So as we grow further, we look to open places where the degree symbol would change. So if we did open here in New York, it would be table 40. Uh, if we open in Boston, table 42. Oh. So we would maintain our menu, um, but maybe change some of those items that would be reflective of those communities. Another mentor of mine was Steve Hansen, who owned several restaurants through New York City, one of them being Isabella's. And when I was young, 21 years old, living in New York City after college, I had dined at one of his, at Isabella's, which was on uh, Columbus Avenue and 76th Street. And I would eat there and save every penny I could get. I was making $21,000 living in New York in 1991. And I remember saving up to be able to eat at his restaurants and take dates there and friends and get to know. And I would see him and I would look at him like, wow, like he was a god. And speed up the story, I was at a cocktail uh, party in Palm Beach about three years ago. And the host of the party said, I want you to meet my friend, Steve. And I said, oh, nice to meet you. I hear that you've moved to Palm Beach. Yes, I rented a condo. He goes, but you own table 26, right? And I said, yes. He goes, it's one of my favorite restaurants. I said, tell me your name. And it was Steve Hansen. Oh my gosh. And uh, <laughs> he thought I was the biggest crybaby because I started to cry. And I'm like, you were my mentor. I was eating in your restaurants and you're in mine? And to me, how the roads path, and it's about living a dream and being patient with dreams too, because the, there's growth along the way. And uh, whether somebody attends hospitality school, somebody could graduate from Harvard or MIT or Yale or Princeton, 
It's about a dream and it's about passion and it's about dedication. And if you don't graduate from those particular Ivy League schools and you finish with a high school degree, you could still fulfill that same dream if you have dedication, vision, passion, and commitment. And you always have to learn and you consistently have to learn whatever that business might be. So I say a hair salon, if you're looking at a hair salon, visit 50 hair salons in your community around the world and get ideas and visions, write them down, take pictures, and you build your own brand. Because at Table 26, we're not creating anything new that's out there. We are creating, there's restaurants everywhere. So how do we take our burger? And if our burger were exactly the same hamburger bun, the same lettuce, the same tomato, the same cheese, the same everything is the same burger that every restaurant in the United States sells. What makes Table 26 burger special? And it's about the relationship building. It's about the service. And if that burger was overcooked or undercooked, how do we correct that situation immediately so that their experience is above and beyond? That they'll even forget that it was overcooked. Do you subsidize it with a cocktail? Do you take care of it immediately? Do you bring them something small to eat while they're waiting for that burger to be recooked? It's all about being creative and, and, and collecting about a negative situation and always remembering guests as part of their family. And so in our world, our curtain goes up at four o'clock like a show, but it's also, we're the host of a party every night and guests want yeah. that, you know? It's our job as um, being in the hospitality industry to always remember whoever walks through your door, you have no idea what's going on in their life. And they're coming to escape the world for an hour and a half for two hours. And so a particular story, uh, not to be somber, is one day I was managing a restaurant in Palm Beach and somebody that I knew came in and they were dressed up in their business suits and black and very professional. And I welcomed them and I said, how are you? And, and they said, are you going to be two? And they said, yeah. I said, it's been a tough day. We've had to bury our son today. And, mm -hmm. I, and right away, I was like, wow, how do I handle this negative situation. And not that it was going to tap dance and make them laugh, but you want to just love them. And you want to give them an experience where nothing was going to be missed. They were going to have everything on time. Um, just, just giving them some love and care and knowing that you're there and quality check on them. So for every guest that comes to the door, whether again, a hair salon, a marketing company, a client, a lawyer, a doctor, you have to understand your, your clients and your guests because uh, they bring something to the table. And we have a lot of work to do when it comes to them forgetting about life and more now than ever before. We're trying to get people to forget about what goes on these four walls outside table 26. Yeah, that's that's an amazing uh, story, and uh, and wow, how do you how do you deal with that? And uh, as you said, what you're what you're normally doing is putting on a show to entertain and and make people happy and give them that experience. And sure. now you've got a completely different situation. But why is it? Do you think that so many there's thousands of restaurants out there that that aren't that way? You know, it's the same old, same old. Uh, you walk in, you know, you get the nod. They may come wait on you in a few minutes. Um, it's just, it's just stale. Yes. Know? How, how do these, how do those people, can they change? Sure. I think there's always, a, let me tell you, I had to change on March 20th, 24 hours, right? March yeah. 20th, we had to change. Is there absolutely, there's ways to change. 
And it's about being open to that. You know, there's many different levels about, um, I find it out with investors or small business owners who want to open restaurants. People love restaurants. They like having that piece of a business, right? They love the attention. An investor loves the fact that they can call and say, this is Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. We want our table. There's something magical that happens in restaurants. And sometimes um, a restaurant owner gets a little too involved in that, in one perspective of it, where they feel that they're holding a glass of wine and it's their party too. It's not. It's our job to create the party. We are the party planner, right? We're creating this show for the guest. And so um, I apologize for the day. Um, I, I feel that uh, we get accustomed to it, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think that um, many different perspectives um, of a restaurant. Listen, it's kind of very similar to a uh, field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. People say location, location, location. If you have amazing service and the details of the environment and details of training your team and details of your layout of your menu, whatever it might be, they're going to come. But I think that small businesses who don't succeed if it weren't, did they give 100%? Did they give complete dedication? Did they give that passion? Did they give their continuous education? At Table 26, we're continuously, we call it our higher education program, where we're continuously training our team. But as managers and as a leader, I have to do that same thing. I have to continue my higher education by shopping the market, shopping the competitor, going to other restaurants, because food is like fashion. If we remember kale, I'm sure Jeff, you and I grew up, we never heard of kale. Nope. Just like gluten, you know, gluten. Yeah, gluten. What is gluten? Yeah. <laughs> and now we have to deal with gluten and we're serving kale because kale is this uh, fashion thing, right? You know, everybody's having kale or Brussels sprouts. Everyone's having Brussels sprouts. Mm -hmm. And so we need to adjust to it or certain wines are popular. Look at the, the movie. Help me remind me, Jeff, the movie that changed Pinot Noir. Um, um, you know which one? I'm drawing a blank. Which one? Sideways. Sideways. That was our, that's our, <laughs> thank, thank you, you Trey. Very much. Thank you. Um, and so that's Trey, director of operations. And so the movie Sideways, how that movie changed the wine industry, changed the restaurant world. And so we have to move forward in uh, constantly being on top of it. And it's, and like I said, we're no different with fashion, whether it's the same, what's the hot color of the season, what's the hot look, are bell bottoms back or are tight jeans back? And it's the same thing with food. There was a time everyone wanted infusion. Then all of a sudden people go, wait a minute, no one cooks at home anymore. Yeah. So they want to go to restaurants to have those basics, like the meatloafs and the things that mom made at home or somebody would, but they don't have the time because they're so committed to their lives and their children and work and, you know, soccer and, and piano lessons and ballet. And it seems like our lives are so occupied during the day that when it comes down to dinner, they bring the family to a restaurant so that somebody else can do the work and somebody else can create the magic. So to your question, it's, it, um, there could be elements that somebody loses the business because of surrounding environments, but truly it's about giving it your all. If you want to be the top neurologist in the world, you have to give it your all. You have to study, you have to learn, you have to work at it. And by teaching, 
what you're doing, it reinforces what you do. So many times for myself and my managers, um, we continuously teach because it reinforces us and reminds us of things that we may have forgotten. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome point. And I, I appreciate you sharing your perspective on that. It's, um, it, it's interesting to see. And, and, you know, as you were talking, I'm thinking, you know, is it, you know, is it potentially um, related to the, the average price of the, of the meal, uh, the type of restaurant that you're going to, if you're going into fast casual, you know, your expectation for an experience is minimal and yes. that's what they deliver. <laughs> you yes, know, yes. They, they don't tend to go overboard on that. If you're going into a fine dining location, you expect a lot more. Sure. Um, and it so, shouldn't be that way. It should, we should be having, whether I'm going, you know, I won't mention the name of the restaurant, but there's a restaurant where you eat peanuts and throw them on the floor. Yeah. I want that same level of service there that I would get at table 26, or I would get it per se with Thomas Keller. And so whether you're spending $14.99 with a soup, salad, and dessert, or you're going to a restaurant where an entree is $50 a la carte, service is everything. And, um, you know, Disney did it right, right, in the sense of creating a brand. And if you look at the large corporate companies out there that create brands, Martha Stewart is one who created a brand. And Martha Stewart's name has become a word in the dictionary, meaning, you know, many times people say to me, oh, you're, you're Martha Stewart, meaning you can be crafty or creative, whether it's in food or private events and parties. And we do a lot of private events at Table 26 where we become the party planners. And so never did I think we would do that. But when you own a business, you find your growth. You think your job is this. Before you know it, 10 years later, you do 360 and you're doing something totally different mm -hmm. than you thought your job was going to be. So you have to be so open-minded to the growth factor and consistently grow and the rewards are, are, are abundant. And, you know, I always say to this, what is success? Many people think success is having those millions of dollars in the bank that they've achieved. It's not that. It's the happiness in doing what you do every single day. I walk into work every day and I'm ready for whatever's coming forward. And at the end of the day, that's success to me. Creating a healthy team, a healthy environment, a safe environment, a knowledgeable environment, a happy environment, um, a place that, you know, if somebody is bringing that in that can spread cancer, you, you need to, I call it start radiation and chemo, end it. Don't let it grow. And there are those individuals out there. That's their world. And they too, hopefully, if they're open-minded, can change their ways. And there's times as a business owner, you need to make decisions that you stick to. You know, I might be sitting with Trey or Jack or Chef Marta, Chef Armando, and we come with ideas. I may say, guys, we're going to have to do it this way and we try it. And we never have that philosophy where they're going to say, I told you so. We'll quickly, if it succeeded and it worked, we move forward. If it didn't, we quickly have plan B, but that's coming together. And it's about supporting a team. And so success to me is not the financial part. That is a result of what we do every day when we know we're doing something to make a difference and make us happy. The result is the money. But the success is the happiness and the drive to keep us forward to going. I love that. The result is the money, but the success is is delivering that that Absolutely. exceptional experience. And sure. But I will say, I still play Powerball just in case. 
<laughs> and don't we all? Don't we? Yeah. All? That yeah. would uh, that yeah. would that would make that uh table forty two and table forty and all those a lot easier. So I'll be in Bora Bora with one suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if you could take all that enthusiasm and and energy uh, that you got and, right. and not put it to something besides golf, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, I um, again, you know, we all have different mentors. I had a, an aunt of mine um, who died at ninety four years old. And at 90, she was still attending classes at Fordham University. And she was the head nurse at Lincoln Memorial Hospital in New York City. And she ran the operating room and they made her retire at 82. But they allowed her to stay on until she was 89 just to supervise the nurses in the room. And whenever she would read books, she would read medical books and her, her library is filled with medical books. And that inspired me to go, you just got to keep keeping that brain going. And she loved the beach and she loved to read and she loved to cook and she loved family. She loved to dance. And that was her balance in life, right, to achieve those things. But her true passion was that. And listen, to bring it back to Jack Welch, he gave everything he had. He had a vision where to bring GE. He had a vision to bring people where they were. And the outcome is people, he got people to understand that brand and philosophy in which they invested in the stock market in GE. And they made the result in that was making money, right? That was yeah. the result. But they stayed along with Jack um, in supporting everything that he did with that company and so many other big uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs from major companies like Amazon or that little restaurant sitting on the corner in a local neighborhood. Yeah, that, that's awesome. It's, it's uh, very inspirational and, and certainly you've got a, have an opportunity to ex extend your career into uh, public speaking and uh, uh, motivational speaking. Um, but, you know, the, the energy that you bring to it, it's just really, really, really nice to see. And I, I can understand how Trey and, and your team, um, you know, how you're able to, to communicate that, that philosophy, that, um, that vision, everything that you've got in building the brand, uh, how you've been able to communicate, communicate that and motivate your team to, to deliver well, it makes it so much easier when you have that team too, right? When yes. you have, um, you know, your supporting cast in doing that because it allows me to work on my job um, and break it down to theirs because then I can work with Trey, I can work with Chef Marta, I can work with Chef Armando and our dining room manager, Jack, and our dining room manager, um, Doug and, and Mackenzie and working with those teams, Teresa's our bookkeeper. So by me working with each of those, they teach me, I teach them, and, and life is a, a continuous class. It's a continuous education. And boy, I can't wait to get a degree, <laughs> whatever that might be. <laughs> uh, I, I think you've got one already uh, in, in restaurateurism, if there yeah, is such they, a thing. Yeah, that, that's the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, uh, or business building, yeah, either way. But uh, it, it, it is an ism at some times, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. Well, I uh, I want to be respectful of your time, and and uh, I can sit here and talk to you all day long and and ask you more questions. But you actually anticipated several things I was going to ask about, and and went went right through it. So I appreciate that, and I think the information you brought to our listeners is uh, tremendously valuable. Thank you. Uh, in in terms of of the delivery itself and your your leadership and and what you've been able to achieve, what you and Ozzy have been able to achieve, and your team with Trey and and Marta and all the other one all the other key members 
Um, and I, you know, I, I think people will listen to this over and over just to uh, catch a little motivation on a Monday morning. Sure. Um, you know, and maybe that's what we'll title this, uh, uh, getting over the Monday blues with Eddie or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, yeah. I'm quite honored and uh, I will continue to listen to your podcast because um, opportunities to learn from other uh, business owners and entrepreneurs out there that are living those dreams. And, and you know, in, in sort of closing, never hold back. You, it made me think about, you know, I look at my roots and where I come from. And I also look at Chef Marta. Chef Marta was an immigrant from Mexico. And here's a woman in really a man's world. Most chefs are men yes. and her, her establishment. And she used to own a jewelry store. And she went from that and she goes, no, I'm going to continue my passion. She put herself through culinary school with four children and a husband all at the same time and made it through. And she um, went to a very prestigious club in our community after working with us as the head pastry chef and decided to come back as our sous chef. And now as our executive chef the last four years, but you could, you could, your life could be here. You could be in the projects of the ghetto. You can make it here. You, it, it, every dream can come true and mine has as well. And without the love of myself and my team and my family and the community, you just keep it going. And let me tell you, there's lots of guests out there that you like to say goodbye to. <laughs> Move <Yeah>. on. <laughs> those, are your, those, you know, those are the ones that change your life too, to teach you. Mm -hmm. That's not how I want to behave or act. Yes. And so yes. keep it growing. Everybody follow your dream and support and open a business and, if you want to buy table 26, call me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. That's, that's I want to go one. to Bora Bora. Jeff's yeah. going to visit. Bora Bora. He's ready, ready to go. Uh, he, he and Ozzy both. Ozzy's ready to get out too, I'm sure. That Ozzy's coming. No way. <laughs> 26 years together, he would tell you two of them were happy. <laughs> so that great. Is, that thank is you fun. very thank very you. very much jeff this was an honor well thank you so much for being here and uh for all our listeners uh that was eddie schmidt uh, table 26 one of the co-owners along with ozzy medidos and uh, we're thrilled to have had a chance to to have you on and share you with our listeners uh, and appreciate all the advice and, and counsel and uh and motivation that, that you were able to give us and um, again, for all our listeners, we hope you'll come back to the next episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. And thanks again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. You can find us at www.jeffzpodcast.com or jeffzjohnson.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening and be sure to come back every Monday and Wednesday for our next episode.